Hello, you are listening to Teresa Canabo, and this is Talking with Teresa, and I'm cooking for you again this morning. So what I'm making today is a venison stew. We just had uh, quite a few inches of snow yesterday, and this is a perfect meal for cleaning up snow and delayed openings of school, if they even have school at all. So what I've done is I've taken a really nice cut of venison, the venison steak. You could use a stew beef. You could use a nice cut of beef if you really want the beef to be tender. But uh, you're going to want a little bit of fat, and that's what's missing in a venison. Um, it's not a fatty meat, and that's why I like it. It's also homegrown, and that's why I like it even more. Um, my uh, family is, uh, they do hunting up in New York State, and this is where this deer, this poor deer, came from. So I'm starting off with a pan, and I'm getting it heated up to about a medium heat. I don't want it too, too hot. And I'm actually using um, a butter that has been made from coconut oil, and the brand name is Miyoko's, and it's a really good tasting butter. So I try to give flavor every step of the way, and I often use a coconut oil to cook with. You can hear my pot is nice and hot, and I'm going to throw that in. So what I've done with the with the, uh, the venison is I've cubed it, and I would say it's probably about one inch to three quarter inch cubes, and I put some flour in there to coat it, and I put some seasoning. And with venison, I use more of a chicken seasoning rather than a beef seasoning because I believe the beef to be just a little too strong with the venison flavor and I want it to really come through as such a delicate meat, a delicious meat, a tender meat. I really want the flavor of that to come through. So let me give that a stir around and I'll talk to you about my vegetables. My venison is now browned up a little bit, and there's some brown bits in the bottom of the pan. That's the caramelization of everything that was in there. I take the venison out, and I put the vegetables in. I chopped up carrots, and I chopped up a sweet Vidalia onion. I have two whole cloves of garlic in there. 
I leave them whole because I just feel like sometimes chopping up garlic is more for a saute. If you're sauteing chicken or beef or anything like that, um, you want that strong, strong flavor of garlic. But this, I want the flavor to just kind of meld into there. And so I've got the whole pieces of garlic in there. And what will happen is all of the flavor will come out of that piece of garlic. And then somebody will get the lucky bite. Um, so I have carrots, celery, onion, and garlic in there. A little bit of uh, celery, not too, too much. And I've sauteed it for quite a few minutes now, maybe about five or six or seven. And they're all soft and tender, not too, too tender. The um, onions are not completely opaque, but just a little bit on the side. And now I'm going to add in, as you can hear, uh, about three cups, four cups of chicken brock. It's chicken stock. Not broth or brock, but stock. Chicken stock that I made yesterday. So... Again, the snow is coming down. What better thing to do than to uh, cook some things? So I put in uh, four legs into about eight cups of water, four chicken legs, and uh, threw in, again, some celery and some carrots. Um, that's when you can use the ends or the peelings if you want to use those up too. And I just boiled it down for a little bit. So then I had some chicken from the legs, which is very nice and tender and I had a very nice rich stock. So I can also add some water to this because it is so rich. So that is looking lovely. Now I'm just gonna throw everything right back into the pot. I've got the venison that is not all the way cooked, but it's very much um, sealed on the outside. So the, uh, the flour has, um, that is the part that's going to thicken up the stew. I won't even really need to add anything extra uh, to that because it's going to thicken up from the glutinous material in the flour, the wheat. And if you needed to thicken it, you could use arrowroot or um, there's a lot of other choices now to do some thickening agents that are gluten-free. So I don't need to worry about gluten-free because I don't have any of that in the family, but I do think about it every once in a while when I have friends that might be gluten-free and I'm making something for them. So this is now ready to just cook down for maybe 45 minutes and not on an extremely high temperature. I want that kind of a medium heat. And I'm going to add a little bitty of red wine to that. And uh, then I will let that simmer down and give it a taste. And I will adjust the salt and the seasonings after I've tasted it in a little while. Are you concerned about your health like I am? I worry about my family's health. I want my girls to be the very healthiest that they can be, and I tell them that every day. I also want to be around a long time so that I can enjoy being with them and raising their families as well. I am so blessed in my life right now. I get to wake up every day knowing that I have the right to talk about what the Washington State University has called the most extraordinary therapeutic and the most extraordinary preventative breakthrough in the history of medicine. It is now possible to reverse the main cause of aging and disease, oxidative stress. If you don't know what that term is, look it up. Google it. I did. There is an answer to it. And I'm the result of it. I feel amazing.
I want to help you if you want to feel this good too. And I want to tell you about this and educate you on what this amazing breakthrough is and the products that are a result of it. So you can go to my website, save.lifevantage.com. That's S-A-V-E dot L-I-F-E. V-A-N-T-A-G-E dot com. Hello and welcome back to Venice and Stew. You're listening to Talking with Teresa and I'm Teresa. So what I've done now is I let the stew cook down for about 20 minutes and I added potatoes. I peeled them and I cubed them. And then I added a handful of peas because I like peas in my venison stew and my beef stew and my chicken stew. And uh, then I tasted it and all it needed really was just a pinch of salt, just a little bit. I use a nice pink Himalayan salt that is full of minerals and delicious. And the stew is just perfect after cooking down with the potatoes. It got even thicker with the starch from the potatoes. And it's absolutely a delicious winter um, meal. Uh, serve it with some crusty bread or um, a dollop of yogurt on top. A very plain goat's milk yogurt is what I used. And if you will favorite this podcast and like this episode, I will put you into a drawing for a free market bag. I make market bags out of feed bags. They're beautiful birdseed bags or chicken feed bags or goat grain bags, horse grain bags, and they come out beautiful. I make them very sturdy with really large handles and they can actually hold quite a bit of food, um, of uh, your favorite vegetables and meats from your market. So if you'll do that, I will be happy to send you and put you in a drawing for that and send it out and uh, just uh, keep listening. I have lots of ideas for you. <music> 